How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. Today we're here with Ben, um, boring friends on Instagram and his website and all that. He's a talented designer from Canada and he's doing a bunch of cool stuff online. How you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you doing? Pretty good. Uh, nice little, nice little week so far for me. How have you been? Also, like pretty nice little, nice little week. I was in New York from like Thursday to Monday, so mm-hmm. otherwise it's just been catching up over here. It's a little like gloomy and gross today but yeah still warm we're like clinging to the the warmth until the winter comes up this way yeah it's feeling nice over here now the last like two weeks though we had like that crazy heat wave in california and it was like over 100 every day and my my ac broke and i was just sitting there like in hell that's insane i wouldn't be able to cope with that at all do you go to um you say you're in new york do you go to like the states often uh, like a decent amount. I mean, New York from Toronto is like a one hour and like 10 minute flight. Like it's oh, pretty okay. quick to get down there. I mean, I was down there for a couple months, um, this summer just to sort of like dip my toe in and see if maybe mm-hmm. I want to do a longer term thing. But I, uh, I drove down cause I had like all my stuff and I had my dog and everything. Um, yeah. and that's far, that's a lot farther than driving. That's a gigantic pain in the ass. Um, yeah. so flying, it turns out is the way. Is uh so Toronto in terms of Canada, it's more on like the east coast of like the states. Yeah, like, I mean it's like it's pretty much just like a little bit north northwest of New York, I suppose. Like we're mm. we're just like we're right north of Buffalo. Like we're oh, okay. right around the corner from it basically. It's like a I think it's under two hours to drive from here to Buffalo. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Um yeah, like we were talking about before, I've chatted with you online a bit and stuff, and like we've you know here and there talked on Instagram and stuff, but I was curious yeah. uh, if you could just give me a little bit of background on you, like as a designer, cause I know what all the stuff you're kind of doing on social media and stuff, but kind of want to hear how you got into like art and design in the first place. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I get like, technically I took some of that type of stuff in school. Like I went to, mm-hmm. to university uh, a thousand years ago for this program that was kind of like, it was kind of all encompassing for like everything media and tech. It was called like, mm. information technology in interactive multimedia and design, which is okay. like a mouthful I've had to navigate 6,000 yeah. times in my life, but it was kind of everything. So there was like a bit of graphic design, bit of illustration, but then it also had like, had like math and physics and mm. business and game design and 3d and like, like it just kind of, it touched on a little bit of everything, but then, you know, you never really specialized or came away with it with like a specialized knowledge of any one thing. So, you know, it got me like ultra familiar with working with, you know, every different type of like software and technology mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, calculus formulas that I'll never use again in my life. Um, yeah. but it gave me a grasp on sort of what it was like to, to get into sort of like the sort of media focused tech world. Right. Um, and then came out of that and freelanced for like, I think the better part of a year when I was done, but I was like uh, unbelievably not well equipped to like be in the job for. So that was like, um, yeah. that was like a, probably the poorest year of my entire life. But yeah, uh, learned a lot, I suppose. Um, then started uh, like this was back because I've been in Toronto for like eight and a half years. This is back when I lived in Ottawa, which is like mm. about five hours away from here and worked at this like small company that did like 
they did a mix of like one side of the business was they would take people's DNA and then like blow it up into these like huge art prints. You probably like, uh-huh. they were like everywhere for a hot minute, like like ten years ago or something. So I worked for them, and in the same business, you could also like send in your photos and stuff to get like stuff printed on canvas. Mm. Um, I, like I, I started there, and like the first fifty percent of my day was graphic design stuff and like editing photos, and then the second, like it, it was still like a seven person company then. So the second half of my day was literally like creating boxes to like ship orders in, like just like cutting yeah. boxes and like taping them together and stuff, which was not the dream, but it was like my foot in the door and, uh, you know, better than having no job and no money, which is what I was doing for a year before that. So, uh, that was cool. And I learned a lot at that place. And then I think I worked there for like the better part of a year and then, uh, ended up taking a job at Shopify. And then I worked there for, um, I, I always forget whether it was like, seven or eight years i think it was eight years like it was Mm. long long time and that was back when like so they started in ottawa and it was like a 50 person company when i started um okay and now it's like a you know a behemoth and it's like absolutely everywhere um so So you're there when it was like pretty small real small like just like like i think pretty much the entire team was in ottawa at that point we had like a couple people in toronto a couple of people in like winnipeg or something Mm-hmm. And now they're—I don't know—I think like ten thousand people work for Shopify or something. It's insane. Damn. But yeah. um, yes, yeah, so like when I started there, I actually got in as like doing like front end dev kind of work, like with the support team. Okay. So I did that for a few years, but I was always kind of like, I don't know, like I I could code, you know, it was like interesting and like a challenge, but um, I was also kind of surrounded by people who were like really into code, like people who right. actually gave a shit about code and like went home and learned new whatever like javascript libraries and all that stuff yeah. it's like all the power to them but like i'm gonna go home and you know make some art or watch tv or do whatever so right. I, I think i just kept being drawn more and more to wanting to like create stuff and, and be able to express mm-hmm. and like that wasn't really a role that did it for me so i kind of slowly made my way over to the design team little by little so after the That's first cool. few years I, I went over to the design team um my first role there was on their they call it like the IRL team at the time. So it was a lot of like printed stuff for all sorts of events. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of collateral for like conferences or any events we'd have in the office or otherwise or pamphlets or all, all that kind of thing. And then eventually transferred into doing more like marketing UX type of work. Um, okay. Every so often they would sort of like, we had a, a designated like illustration team at the company. Um, and every so often I would get away with like getting to do that stuff on my own and not having to kind yeah. of run it by them or do it with their permission or whatever. But that was also back in the day where like I wasn't drawing anything by hand and I, I basically couldn't draw. So mm. um, this would just be stuff that I'd be able to like whip up in Illustrator or whatever. But yeah, so I left like uh, pretty, I think exactly like three years ago. Um, mm. So like the fall right before COVID. I left to just kind of see what was out there. And so, um, yeah, it's been a bit of a wild journey ever since. I mean, like leaving a long time job to go freelance like a few months before a pandemic is like a really interesting yeah. way to, to see what's out there and, and to get started with things. So a lot of ups and downs, but um, definitely didn't end up in a place where I, where I expected to. Like, I, I think when I left, I kind of figured like, you know, um, I'll start. I'll do the sort of marketing UX stuff that I was doing at Shopify Mm -hmm. because that's the stuff that'll pay the bills and where I have contacts and whatever. And then this boring friend stuff, which was like completely in its infancy at the time. 
um, you know, that'll be something that I have fun with and I'll keep making some t-shirts or mugs and I'll just sort of like mm -hmm. see where it goes from there. Um, but it kind of ended up being, you know, whatever the complete opposite of that would be. I, I, I yeah. don't touch any UX stuff at all anymore and it's just become 100% boring friends. So it's been cool. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy to hear. Um, cause you know, like looking at just you at face value or whatever online and what you're about, you wouldn't really imagine you have such a heavy like tech or like UI UX background considering like your stuff. So illustrative and like iPad heavy. When did you get like, since you had all that tech and like coding background, when did you really start getting into the more like art based stuff? I mean, I think I, I always, even when I joined the job in order to, you know, be in the company and I was coding and stuff, I still like, mm -hmm. you know, secretly under the radar wanted to be like creating and designing stuff. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, back then I couldn't really draw or anything like that, but I still liked making graphics and I still liked, like I, I couldn't draw by hand, but I could do a lot of stuff in Illustrator, you know, like anything that is just a matter of, building shapes out of other shapes and coloring them right. and, and texturing them or whatever. So, I'd, you know, find stuff on dribble that I really liked and see if I could find a way to make it on my own or do tutorials or whatever. But, um, yeah, getting more into like the hand drawn stuff was like, um, I've really only been drawing for like not even five years now. Like mm -hmm. that's almost like, uh, that's sort of the newest aspect of all this stuff to me where I like, I just kind of always spent my time assuming that I was one of the people who was born not able to draw and everyone who can draw was just born that way. And so what am I right. going to do about it? Um, but eventually just decided to like, once again, try and teach myself to draw, but like actually stick to it that time. Um, and then it kind of stuck. Like, I mean, I think when I originally started doing it, I was like, I, I just want to be able to draw like a convincing enough stick figure to like mm -hmm. make this fart joke land, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, like it really was like pretty loose and pretty, like didn't really think much about it. And like, even the name Boring Friends was like, I remember just, I was like sitting in a coffee shop and I was like, I should, I'll make an Instagram for all this like stuff that I'm like messing around with. Uh, and then Boring Friends just popped into my head and it's just, it's just stuck. Like that people ask me mm -hmm. like, oh, what's the, what's the subtle meaning behind the name? I was like, literally that's like, a brain yeah. fart about my brain farts like that's that's kind of it there's not a whole lot else thinking behind right. it but it seems to work what'd you do to kind of you know hone in on this style or like get better at drawing was there any specific types of things you did like each day or like exercises or anything i had a pretty good especially when i was like starting to to draw and like starting to really learn the fundamentals i was being pretty good for a while about like really trying to draw every single day, like just a matter of like sitting down and like picking something in my mm -hmm. place and just being like, today I'm going to draw my camera from scratch or something like that. And it'll take me like right. an hour or I'll try it like a hundred times, but I'll draw that or I'll try and draw like a room or whatever. It's kind of mm -hmm. fun when you're in that stage of like learning to draw and, and make art because like you're already like at the floor. Like you, you don't care. Like even right now, yeah. if you like draw this entire room, I'd be like, like I would like agonize over, getting the perspective right and like if it mm. looked I, it would definitely look like shit if i tried to do it but like if i tried to do it you know I, I would like drag my feet and i would worry that it didn't turn out well or whatever but like back in that phase of learning to draw you just like you're like i'll, I'll just try it because like i have no idea how that's going to turn out i don't know what it takes to do that kind of thing so um right yeah i was pretty good about doing like a 
a daily thing for a while just to get the fundamentals down or like even just any of the like sort of drawing exercises out of any of the books I was reading or courses mm-hmm. I was messing around with. Um, I did like a quick um, like beginner drawing course, I think like summer, like maybe four years ago here just mm-hmm. to like sort of learn some fundamentals and they would do like, you know, learning fundamentals and like figure drawing a couple times and uh, stuff like that was pretty cool just to like actually see uh how other people do it and to get a bit of like hands-on instruction but i guess like formally that's that's probably really the only education i've had as far as the drawing stuff is concerned right do you, is that kind of why um you advocate online for like you always say things like make shitty art or whatever or, like just do stuff because uh i also agree like with the statement you know that um like done is better than perfect. I feel like yeah. people get so wrapped up with like the better you get, the higher you raise your your ceiling for um, like what's good. And then it ends up, that's I think when the creative block and things like that kind of comes into play. Totally. I mean, I think it plagues people both new and like veterans to doing this kind of art, right? Where it's like, if you're new, you're worried about making shitty art because like you know, you're always going to be shitty at making art. And so mm-hmm. um, you you keep reinforcing this notion, being like, look, I made shitty art again. It's always going to be this way or whatever. But, you know, once you're on your seventh or eighth try of drawing something, you start to like see a little glimmer of something that's there. And then it, mm-hmm. it's a cool feeling like when you, you've made like shitty art after shitty art and then one of them turns out and you're like, I drew that. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it takes a minute and like it was like a lot of trial and error before I had those moments. But like even now, every so often, just because because drawing is like still a newer thing to me, like I'll, I'll back up and be like, OK, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know where that came from. I don't know how to like tap into it again, but I'm, I'm cool that it's that like I'm happy that it's in there somewhere. Right. Um, but then, yeah, like you're saying, like it also sort of plagues people who've been into it for a while, too. And kind of like I was saying before, where it's like. You know, if I wanted to just draw this room or something like that, like I don't have that same comfort now to just sit back and like do a shitty drawing mm-hmm. just because I will do it, um, especially because like I advocate for it and I try to, you know, walk the walk a little bit. Um, yeah. But like I have to almost kind of like actively give myself permission to be like, it's cool, man. Like like everyone, no one's going to know that you did this. Like we're not going to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to let anyone know. You're still going to like uh get jobs if you make this really bad drawing to yourself that like that your only your pets saw or something like that um but but yeah it's the type of thing that sticks with people right like people Mm -hmm. are afraid to be bad at something even though often like the stakes are tremendously low yeah i always talk about that especially like with people um like these younger designers online i feel like they're so worried about being good right away that they fall into like these trends or like try to do something that they know will do well. Like there's a fly in here uh, on like the pl- platform or whatever that they don't give themselves like the luxury or like right to fail and like just make bad shit. Cause they think like, Oh, I already have to be like this cool person online and like make yeah. cool shit. I think what they, what they miss in that sort of like self comparison that they do is like the fact that the people whose work they're trying to like mimic or idolize like mm-hmm. all, all the people who are who are getting to those levels like all that is a product of them fucking it up a yeah. hundred times in a row and then trying something new and then like pulling all these different influences in to see what they can or can't draw or what feels good or what doesn't feel good right so if you just try to yeah like cut to copying someone else's work or not even copying but just like hopping on trends 
rather than just sort of like coming to stuff on your own then like i mean a it'll be like pretty obvious um uh when when that comes out and when you're showing it to people or people who are like at least in the know about yeah certain designs and that stuff and b like it's just not as satisfying it doesn't feel as as you you know what i mean mm. yeah yeah because when you do something that's like your own and you fail it sucks but when you do something and you're copying it and it works out well, it feels kind of good. But if you copy yeah, it and like, it doesn't you know, work out well, you know, it's like, like you know, in there, in there, somewhere yeah. and it's like, it's someone else's and it does well. You're like, this is cool, but like mm. it's missing something. I found too with myself that the, I was always, um, I always felt like I didn't really have like a style or whatever. And I wanted to kind of be more consistent in like just the visual thread through my work. And then I kind of stopped caring about that and it found kind of in its own way like a somewhat of a style but now that I um feel like there's something to be expected from what I do that I find it harder to do like the trying out shit and failing because there's like a level of um like quality that I guess I put on like the audience that they're used to or something like that well, you right, feel that way? I'm sure I'm sure it's kind of like you know, cause you're really great at like making posters and working with type and stuff like that. And if you're like, if you woke up today and you're like, I'm just going to draw like portraits, you know, like right. I'm going to like grab like a pencil and I'm going to draw portraits all day. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's tough to get motivated if you, if it's something that's like not typically in your skill set. like mm -hmm. just because you're an artist doesn't mean like you're going to be able to jump right into any one thing, but right. Yeah. I totally get also like the aversion to just trying new stuff like again like when i was starting out with this stuff it really was just a matter of like taking all my shit and just throwing it at the wall and like seeing mm -hmm. what sticks and, and what feels good but like when you're at at this level and you've like uh, you know developed a, a more cohesive style and people expect a certain thing from you then like there is a pressure to sort of continue posting that but like again that's yeah. just like some bullshit that like Instagram has trained us to feel where it's like, Oh yeah. Like you want to try that type of art today? Well, what about likes? What are you going to do without the likes? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, um, day, man. <laughs> it's weird because I, I feel like I go like every day or every once like week or whatever, I go between this feeling of like, do whatever you want, like post whatever on social media, like none of it matters. And then like a few minutes later, I think the same thing, like, well, what if someone like a client sees something that's like bad or something or like something they don't like, then they're not going to want to hire me. Like, it's just like every day, just like this shitty duality of like social media is really important. And it's also like the least important thing. Oh man. Like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same. I'm like, I'm so two ways about social media just in general, mm -hmm. because like, I really do think on a deep level it's like rewiring and fucking up our brains that in ways sure. that like <laughs> i think are like probably you know measurably bad for like society mm -hmm. and the earth <laughs> but then at the same time it's like if you're an artist it's kind of the only game in town in terms of like right. getting your work out there and getting noticed especially these days and like you know it is a way of like bringing people together, like introducing you to people you wouldn't have otherwise met, like mm -hmm. pretty low odds that you and I would be like here talking right now if it weren't sure. for like Instagram or TikTok or whatever, or like other artists who I've like met up with or, or spoken to or jobs mm -hmm. I've gotten, like it's been really good for that stuff. But like, yeah, like I, I definitely get that feeling of like making stuff and really trying to, to stick to the thing in my mind where I'm like, I'm going to make this like regardless of 
you know, how I think it's going to come through or what the reception is going to be or how many people mm-hmm. are going to share it or whether people will want it on a, a print or a shirt or whatever. I'm just going to make it because it like feels good to express myself in that way. But then like, right. I don't know, you're like, you're sitting there drawing and like halfway through, you're like, well, you, you know, you're, you're thinking in advance about like, yeah, once you finally get to post it. And like, yeah, because yeah. you're kind of daydreaming about like, like how good it's going to be or what, how people are yeah. going to think about it. Um, and then, you know, there's the other side of your mind being like, shut up, man. <laughs> like, yeah. who, who actually cares? Like it's, it means so little at the end of the day. And like, even if you post like a real fucking turd on Instagram, like, it's not going to affect anything in terms of like your following or job uh, or right. your job prospects or anything along those lines. Like it's really just like, it's the internet, it's social media. Like it, people are going to forget in 11 seconds. So just like yeah. post those turds, you know, it's interesting too, because um, it kind of like social media kind of tricks your brain a little bit and like what you want to create too, because the stuff that performs the best, like isn't directly parallel with like your best art or like your best creation. No. It's all about stuff that's like shareable, quick to consume, but like with that kind of like quick to forget also, like just kind of just stuff that like people like things that they can be like, look at this. This is kind of cool. If it's like, really complicated. I feel like that's why a lot of people that make like beautiful, complex work and they don't necessarily perform well because it's so it's good. So it's harder to understand. You actually have to like sit there and look at it a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, like sometimes, you know, even now I'll do drawings where like I'll step back and be like, holy shit. Like, I feel like I've, you know, maybe leveled up a little bit or like Mm -hmm. this is like something I hadn't been able to do before. And I feel like impressed with it. And it feels like one of the best things I've ever done. But like the correlation between like whether it, it was like either like impactful or like technically really well done and really well put together and whether it will perform well on Instagram, like there's nothing there whatsoever. It, it, I could, mm-hmm. I could make like, you know, this huge poster, like super intricate and super detailed. And it takes me, you know, the better part of six months and I post it and it's going to, I guarantee that would post or that it would, it would perform, you know, a quarter as well as, as some of the other stuff that I post just for the sake of it, not being like, you know, people are a lot more inclined to share something that kind of like has an opinion or represents them yeah. or, or something that, that they find to be like true. And, you know, something like a big technical piece of art where you have to kind of like interpret it and take what you will from it. Like people might think it's like a really nice piece of art, but they're mm-hmm. not necessarily going to like repost it or share it. And like, and right. I hate that it's like that calculation in my brain sometimes when I'm making this stuff because I really don't want it to be about any of that. So I feel like when I do Mm -hmm. make something that has like very like explicit message about it and is like very to the point where I'm literally saying like, you know, make shitty art, like down Mm -hmm. to like three very concise words, I I at least try to keep it to stuff that is like, you know, positive and that I believe in and like stuff that I like want to express regardless and not just something that where I'm being like, you know, I, I saw six people make really successful posts that say, um, you know, uh, mental health or like something like that. Just like really surface level stuff like that. I try to stay away from like, I try to like at least have some thought and process behind it and be like, like, what is it that that's either like bothering me or on my mind or something I wish I'd known when I was starting or something I need to hear myself Mm -hmm. today or something along those lines. Um, so if if I am going to be, if I'm going to cheat the Instagram system and like, and post like a, 
an obvious message, then I at least want it to have like impact and to come from like a place of truth yeah. and not just a place of like, you know, how well can this perform? Right. Cause like you see some and it'll be like, you know, like an infographic or something and it's like racism's bad and it's like, okay, yeah. like, of Thanks, course, man. like yeah. repost. Yeah. I'll share that. Share. <laughs> yeah. And like, then people, I feel like look at it and they're like, am I bad if I don't like also repost this type of yeah, thing? Or, or it just reinforces something that, you know, they already felt or, or something right. that they, they've already expressed from reposting, you know, a bunch of like, pictures of tweets or like whatever Mm -hmm. not to say that like it's important to like get a lot of these messages out but i feel like sometimes when people are making this type of art you know social media has trained us to like make this thing from a place of like what will suck the most people into seeing this and not you know what Mm -hmm. do i actually care most about right uh do you uh what kind of got you i guess inspired through like this boring friends journey to dive more into the like I guess, content stuff and like posting the short form videos and things like that. I think it was like, honestly, yeah. Cause like if you were to look at my account, like call it like a year and a half ago, like maybe like spring before last, mm-hmm. like there wouldn't, I don't think there was a single video on it. There'd be a bunch of like probably time lapses that I export from yeah. my iPad from like when I draw something, just like <laughs> yeah. post it right to there. I used to do which, that like, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, I thought they looked fucking super cool. And like some people love to watch those, those processes and stuff. Yeah. But that was like the extent of any video work that I was doing. Um, but yeah, I was like, I think probably a year and a half ago is when it started, like Instagram started to shift more towards like video and reels and really giving it more emphasis in terms of that kind of content. Mm-hmm. And I actually like, I remember I was talking to my sister, cause my sister's been like slaying this social media game for like four or five years now. Like she does calligraphy shout out happy ever crafter on, uh, yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, like half the internet follows her at this point anyways. But, um, I remember talking to her about it and just how like, you know, I post stuff, but not that many people see it and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and she's like, Oh no, like you have to do video now. Like it's, it's video, like video is the thing that's, that, that'll get attention and that'll whatever. And I was, I was yeah. pretty reluctant to it for a while. Like, like I'm, I'm not naturally a person like who, who naturally feels good about like talking on camera, especially like the sort of like, like, this is a conversation. This is like, this is nice and easy. And like, you know, yeah. uh, we can bounce stuff off each other, but like being some fucking guy walking down the street, like holding my camera like this and talking about my breakfast or my afternoon yeah. or whatever was like not at all my thing, which is what I pictured when she was talking about that kind of stuff. But I, I think I just like, I made a few reels and like, didn't, didn't think about them too much. Like I just kind of like, um, I learned how they, how they worked quick enough where you can just sort of like, uh, cut all your clips together. So I would just show like a bit of a process of like sketching stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I think it, at the start I was also, um, you know, probably out of like self protection. I was just trying to make them all like funny and not like too earnest and just trying to like yeah. goof around and then hide behind the irony of yeah, it, <laughs> which was like, I mean, yeah. we can talk about the start of boring friends and all of that side of it too. But like, um, but yeah, a lot of it was just sort of like, just to see how they would do. Like I had no idea mm-hmm. how they would perform. And then like, I don't know, like second or third one, I was like, okay, like six times as many people saw this yeah. than I have followers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, something kind of clicked. And uh, even when I was younger, I used to do a bunch of video stuff for fun. Like we would have like, yeah, I always like messing around with like camcorders and stitching stuff together yeah. and filming stuff or whatever. So I, I feel like making the reels just kind of like scratched an itch that I forgot was like somewhere in my brain. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so every so often I would just like get an idea and just kind of run with it and post it and see where it goes. So ever since then, I, I, like, I think her other sort of piece of advice was like, like if you were to look at my account like a year and a half ago, like you wouldn't see my face on it at all. Like you wouldn't really mm-hmm. see much of who I am or what I'm doing at all. Like I think like the, the advice was essentially to like bring a bit more of like, not necessarily just behind the scenes, but a little bit more of like the authenticity of like, here's who I am and here's what I'm doing and here's why I'm making it. And, and you know, mm-hmm. every few days be like, here's my dog or whatever. Right. But I, I surprising think as as, how much people care about like, you you wouldn't think but they actually do yeah yeah i mean i think that's that's kind of what my attitude was previously where i was just kind of like you know i'll make i'll make some art it'll speak for, it f- for itself you know like this isn't about me i'm not here to be mm-hmm. like a influencer or, or to do anything like that i just want to like make art and people and have people like it just for the art but i think people as soon as they see like where you're coming from and why you're doing it and how you got there um i think it's a mix of either like really relating to that kind of thing and relating to your journey and wanting to learn more about it. Or, you know, maybe they're at a point where they're just starting or they're at a, a point where they like mm-hmm. need some some advice or some direction and it helps them to see what it's like to, to have moved a little bit farther along in the journey, right? It gives them some ideas and like, you know, they can also right. see that most of the time I'm here, I'm just like farting around and that like, I, I think I try to emphasize with a lot of it too, between the art or the reels or whatever, where I'm just like, I'm still figuring it out. Like a lot of this mm-hmm. is just me flying by the seat of my pants and like seeing what comes next and just trying right. to stay afloat. That's how I feel like with the stuff that I do. Like sometimes I get worried that I maybe could come off too much. Like I'm speaking from a matter of fact and like, this is the way to do it and this is how it works. But it's not necessarily that I deep down believe like I know everything, but like you have to, at least somewhat come from a place of confidence you can't be like i think maybe like this is kind of how you should do it because then it doesn't feel like you're even giving proper like advice or like yeah i mean i I think people want to feel like they're getting good advice or that it's at least like advice rooted in like some experience or some learning or knowledge or whatever um but you can you can still couple that with being like but i could be wrong you know, right. like I, I think a lot of the this sort of attitude that I give with my stuff is essentially like, here's how I did it. Who fucking knows if it'll work for you? <laughs> like, here's how mm-hmm. I got here, uh, mostly by accident. Could work for you too. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> I always find myself, I'll be recording like a YouTube video or something and I'll give this like, long-winded um opinion on something and it's always like but i don't know you know yeah. or like, well, but that's just what i think and it's like yeah, okay well little, you just like, told asterisk me asterisk you're putting at the end of it being like like yeah. don't like don't research this yeah <laughs> yeah don't, don't, exactly don't uh, don't fact check me on this for real i wanted to ask you like considering what we talked about and you kind of pivoting in that way because of your sister's advice and everything do you think that it's like do you feel like it just works for you or it's like an actual necessary thing um, in the scope of like growing a, I guess, social media or like business presence? Um, like, do you mean in terms of like specific to like reels and video content or specific to like, like more of an authenticity showing yourself kind of approach? Um, I guess both, specific I to making video and I guess maybe putting yourself out there more. Do you think those two things combined is like, very important in getting like just more like revenue, I guess, or business or whatever. I mean, it's tough, right? Like 
like do i think that that is important in order to like be a good artist and to like make cool shit and be successful like no i 100 percent don't um but like i also wish that the reality wasn't that like instagram mm. probably isn't gonna like pump your shit that much if you're just a, a person who's like brand new on there posting like static content you know and that's like right the frustrating reality of of what they've done with like the platform and what you kind of have to do in order to get some some attention on it these days because like man like think of how many artists who are like incredible illustrators or graphic designers or whatever who like either are terrible at making videos or like understandably can't be fucked to like even bother right mm-hmm. like like they just can't bother um you know learning how to put reels together like what would make an interesting reel um you know, a lot of stuff that you see on your reels when you're like scrolling through on Instagram too is like, if I weren't making them already, I think my impression would be like, like very different of what it would take in order to like make something mm. that's like successful. Like now I'm lucky that, you know, I think I make stuff where it's just like, you know, it's just my process videos for the most part. Every so often I'll be like a tip or a, like some funny thing that I come up with. But um, the stuff that it feeds you most of the time, it's like, you know, like I'm just seeing like someone's clips of their trip to like, you know, Brussels or some shit with like a yeah. nice filter on it or like someone's outfit of the day or something along those lines. And, you know, if I were a, a graphic designer and knew that stuff, I'd be like, why the hell would I take part in like right. any of this? That makes no sense. But like, yeah, the reality is like if you want to use that platform to get your name out and like that platform all of a sudden is saying like, we're going to give all of this emphasis and priority to video content. Like that's kind of the reality of it. The other side though, it, like I 100% say like, like add authenticity into it, no matter what, like that, that's always going to be helpful. And I think that's always going to be good. Like it doesn't all have to be like every post has a picture of your face and then the art or something like that. But every so often, if you're, if you're just like, here's who I am. Here's what it's like for me making this art or why I made it. And like, here's my day to day or whatever, even just in like little snapshots and whatever, it just helps resonate with people and helps people relate. I always say like you hundred percent don't have to do any of that, but like don't every day be like the algorithm, like I'm shadow banned or like just complain about like the apps because you, you know why it's that and you're not doing it and that's fine, but don't act like you're like, what's going on? Like, why is this not working? And I mean, you're like, even once you start doing that type of content, like the frustrations don't end there, right? Like I'm sure it's the same for you and me and for a lot of people who have like established followings and stuff where it's like, you know, some days you post a story and like, you know, a, a huge chunk of people who follow you who would want to see it, get to see yeah, it. It's so and then weird. some days you post shit and like, you know, like I got like, like quite a few followers on my thing now. And some days I'll post a story and it'll be like, well, we showed 350 people. I'm like, yeah, Sick. It's crazy. I posted the same thing to my personal account with a thousand followers and it showed 600. So mm-hmm. like, there's just, no I know fucking stories especially are weird. Like I've posted, um, a picture of like, I've noticed, I think they perform better if they're taken like natively, like in Mm. the, in the app. Like I've taken a photo of literally like a kombucha or something I'm drinking (laughs) and it's like, oh sick, like 5,000 people saw this, you know, like thanks for like, now they know what flavor I like or whatever. And then I'm like, yo, there's a new video and it's like 350, 500. And I'm like, oh, that's That's crazy. I, I don't know if I ever, ever post something in my stories that is like that I take it in the app. Like it's always mm. like I'll take it either take it like with the camera 
post it later or take it on a different camera, yeah. work on it on the computer, then post try it. it. Like, I'll give it a shot. Like I, um, I don't have any kombucha, but I could get some. <laughs> That's why I'm always like, yo, like I made a new video. Like I'll take a picture of myself too. Cause I'm like anything that could, cause like at the end of the day, like the way I look at all this, like content stuff is it's just the, like, it's not the thing I want to be doing, but it's like the vehicle to like the stuff I actually like, even like YouTube and the podcast, like that's still content as well. But I'm a lot more proud and invested in that than like reels or something. So I try to use those to like get people there. I'm like, really, I want you over here. I don't care about Instagram that much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, um, I, I think mentally I try to always just approach it as like a means to an end in terms of like mm-hmm. this gets, you know, engagement consistent on my account. And when there's consistent engagement there, then I get more people seeing my stuff. More people seeing my stuff means more clients or like more orders in my shop. Yeah. And so, you know, that that's just like the necessary evil of doing it. But I'll, I'll have days too, where it's like, I spent like three or four hours on a reel and then I posted it. And then like, even before I know if like people are going to like it or if it's going to resonate or whatever, I'll just sit back and be like, why, like, why the fuck did I do that? <laughs> like, yeah. what, is the, what is the actual point of the thing I just did? Like, no one's paying me to do it. I'm not really going right. to get anything out of it. Like there's some, you know, slot machine chance of like i'll pull the lever and it'll be like you get you know a half a million views on this thing just because that's where the algorithm's at today or something so like maybe it's for that but again like you know they just gamify the whole thing right like the the reason it works on us is because like i feel like even if i got like a, a million views on every single video i did i bet i would do 10 times fewer videos you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I think like as soon as your brain gets this yeah. like, inconsistent the reward. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, I'm going to butcher like whatever the story is, but I think it's like when they give like rats, like, I think it's like cocaine or when they give them a treat mm. or something. I don't think it has to be cocaine, but probably if they gave them cocaine, it's yeah. like if, they, if the, if the rat like pushes a button and gets the cocaine or right. grape uh, every yeah. time, um, then like, eventually like it doesn't work as well as like teaching the rat that like uh at some intermittent but like unpredictable uh mm. pace you'll be given uh the reward and it, it becomes right. like way more hooked on the intermittent like unpredictable one than it would the one that it gets it like consistently and like that's that's fully mm. what they're playing into with this stuff and with tiktok and whatever because like if they gave it to you every time then you wouldn't be doing it as much as you would right i i feel um what you said too, like a little bit ago where it doesn't, the, uh, the, um, what was it? Like the problems or whatever don't end with like doing it and it working like a few times because I've noticed even doing reels, like it only like makes your account want more reels. Like, uh, just because I, I'll have like a reel, you get like hundreds of thousands of views, like super cool, but like it'll get way more likes than like any design I ever post static, even after that, the fact that I've like, those people are just people that want more video. So it's like, it's just another cycle of that it's creating. Yeah. It's, it's insane. I mean, I think that's why like end of the day, I like to at least keep the stuff that I am putting out there. Like for the most part, I try to make it be like, here's how I do this thing. Like here's like maybe Mm -hmm. something that can help you get started with this thing. So at least if it, if a lot of people see it, then they get something out of it. Or at least like, it's like an opinion that I think is like important or whatever. I mean, like once, once in every 12, I'll just have like some dumb idea that I wanted to like see how it would turn out and like, sure, I'll Mm -hmm. go nuts. But I think for the most part, it's less me trying to hop on some like 
audio clip trend on it or like some yeah. whatever video trend or, or whatever it is that people are like, I don't really jump onto those too much. Like I never really feel all that tempted to, like, I just don't think it's in line with what I want to be doing on here. And, and like, I think that's a shortcut for a lot of people to get a lot of views on their stuff, but it also means that I'm going to make stuff that like, you know, doesn't really resonate with how I feel about things and doesn't resonate with like the message that I want to be putting out there. So I just kind of don't bother. Also like planning, like my freelance work and stuff I post online and videos, like actually like with time management and like scheduling. So like if I were to do that, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to post this trend in like a few weeks on like a Friday. And it's like, then I'm just that guy that's like, remember this, like this meme yeah. or whatever. And it's like already like too yeah, old, you know, or something. Gone. I'm like, I'm, I'm bad with that stuff too, because I'll get really fixated on making this type of stuff. Like I, I, it kind of applies to like, like anything that I'm working on where it's like, it's either, it's either I don't have an idea for something and I'm like stressed out about not having it. And then I just keep on not having an idea because I don't mm -hmm. have an idea or whatever, or I have an idea that I'm like, that I, I think is going to be really good. And I'm like fixated and like, yeah. I won't, I won't eat that day until like I've finished that drawing or like, sure. or like I won't get out of my chair until like whatever this like reel is done or, or like, you know, some new product that I want to make is like finished and sent off to the printer or something like that. Like mm. it, it's, it's really like one or the other with me. It's very rarely like I can't, I, I can almost never be like, okay, I'm going to spend a week making this piece of art. Like I, mm. I can't, I can't do it. Like yeah. most, most human, most like rational people will be like, I'm going to work on this for 45 minutes a day for a week and I'm going to work. Right. Instead, I'm going to do seven times 45 minutes all in one sitting and like <laughs> ignore every other responsibility that day. I'm the same way, like outside of, um, client work, I think maybe that also, uh, informs like the stuff I make because it can only be made in a certain amount of time. Like I've never spent more than one or maybe two max sittings on a piece of design that's not for someone else like yeah. if it's for me i do it and it takes me an hour or four hours or six or 30 minutes whatever but like unless like it's, it's an idea that i just completely scrap i'm not gonna like stop and then come back and then work on it again later. yeah yeah, I'm definitely the same way. It, it happens sometimes or either just by like some sort of time constraint or like when I sure. started it or when I had to do it that I'll, that I'll have to revisit it. But I mean, I could probably point to some things where like I spent like two or three days on it instead of like, you know, all in one go and like, it's probably better. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it would probably be like way cooler for me overall if I could, if, if I could spread this stuff out. But like often my brain just like will not work that way. Right. I think that's what I really like about, um, like con considering I don't like necessarily making like the reels and stuff we were talking about, but I do genuinely enjoy like YouTube and, and longer form content. I, I think that doing that was surprisingly like not only this own like side thing, but actually good for me as a designer because it allowed me to do something completely different. Like editing a video is like a lot more steps and like takes me longer because I'm not as good at it as yeah, like creating a piece of design. Well, right? Like if you're making right. a piece of art or something, like a lot of that you're just doing it on the fly, right? Like you're, mm -hmm. you're literally like exploring the ideas and like kind of like building the exactly. plane as it flies through the air kind of thing. Whereas like with a video, like you got to figure out how you're going to structure that thing and what you mm -hmm. need to shoot and like how you're going to stitch it together and like, you know, what the, right. you know, the lesson plan is essentially for that thing. So you're kind of forced to, to break it down into chunks. Yeah. Cause, uh, 
how like I try to portray myself like authentic and pretty like casual or whatever in my demeanor and stuff. But behind the scenes, like outside of podcasts, these are like on the fly. It's not like where I'm giving you like these organized like list of notes or whatever, but for videos, like I'm writing down like the idea I'm scripting, like the notes then I'm trying to recite it in a non like reading way. And then I'm also having to find like the B roll or shoot B roll and then edit it. And then, and then the hardest part, which didn't, I didn't realize until probably the last six months is none of that matters. If the packaging isn't good, the most right. important part of social media is the packaging. Like if the right. thumbnail and the title are bad, it could teach you how to it's make a million dollars, but no one's going to watch it if, it. if the title's boring, man. I mean, that's like, yeah, I mean, that's the most social media approach to anything, right? It's mm-hmm. just like, it's really just about the surface level stuff that grabs people's attention and like whether they actually watch it all the way through is like, irrelevant to some people yeah you have to social media has really taught me to give up my like pride and like being cool or whatever and (laughs) at at least somewhat pandering to the like what works and being like here like this is like how to do something this awesome way or whatever like i would never speak like that but that's more exciting to the like our quick to react brains than like here's a 10-step method to succeeding in the world of art and design or whatever yeah and you really have to i would imagine like learn to sort of like not bury the content but to to make sure like you're given like a uh something to anticipate in the video where Mm. the person's like oh i'm event if i keep watching this video i'll finally learn that little nugget that like that i've been looking for and not like you know if it's a 60 minute long video and the first three you're like oh it's just a if you go to like format (laughs) and whatever photoshop it'll do it like you're probably not going to get many people sticking around for the full 60. 100 percent um what so out of like the different I guess revenue streams or whatever you have from like boring friends or like you as a as artist or designer what is like kind of the pie look like between like content stuff selling products your freelance business and like whatever other things you do yeah i mean i think it pretty much just comes down to either like client business or like me selling apparel like running the the online okay. store i'd say it's something like wonder whether i should should uh like articulate it in terms of like revenue or terms of like time spent. But like, I would say ultimately it probably comes down to something like 80, 20 um, in favor of doing the client work and stuff like that. Like I, I mostly end up treating the online store stuff as just the like thing that I do in between, you know, doing all this stuff where I like, you know, I'm like actually working for other people or I'm making yeah. art for myself or whatever. Like I really enjoy doing the apparel stuff. Like it's, it, I really like making stuff that like primarily that like I get to wear. Um, mm-hmm. cause like, I'm just making stuff that like, that I would throw on or whatever. Um, but like, uh, you know, I enjoy like having that sort of like connection with people, something about like making, uh, you know, a piece of clothing or a piece of art that someone would like wear around on their body or like throw up on their wall or something like that is like pretty cool feeling. Um, shipping stuff fucking sucks all day long. And like, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try so hard to be someone who like does that stuff right away, but man, it's like, I really drag my feet to get stuff shipped cause I do it all on my own. Um, and it's, it's hard to carve out, you know, time in a day to do like literally one of your most like, uh, boring tasks. Yeah. Um, so for real, that's why I shut down my, <laughs> like, or maybe hiatus, I'll call it like on my print store for the time being, because it what like, I hate doing that so much that 
I wasn't even like, it wasn't even doing bad. Like the yeah. fact that I was selling stuff was bothering me because yeah. that I had to do it. And I was like, yeah, what's like, the trade off between like, that? I don't want to feel stressful that I see like an order come into my shop. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I was like, fuck, someone ordered. be like, okay, well that means I'm going to have to lug this box up from my basement yeah. and like throw this thing into a tube and go to the post office and whatever. It's better when I like, you know, if I, if I do like a drop or something, I can do everything in yeah. one batch, then I can like, I can just kind of plug away. I can like dedicate like a day to like shipping everything out or whatever. Sure. Um, but you know, that stuff has to get like put away eventually. I, like I just do this shit at like my kitchen table when I'm shipping The drop stuff does out. like higher risk, higher reward kind of. Cause if the drop does bad, you're like, fuck, I got all this shit. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much only operate on like drops right now too, right? Like, so I, I just mm. get everything ordered in like a huge batch and then whatever sells, sells so you know i right. try to anticipate what it's gonna hit but it's like it's always just guesswork and like again comes down to like you know did did social media really pick it up and like i got a bunch of sales from that like a couple months ago i made this like super niche t-shirt i, I like wasn't even gonna like advertise it on my boring friends account like at all because it was like it was just for like like a super niche thing about the general manager of my favorite hockey team like, okay. like really, really like I was like 11 people on Twitter, which I don't use, are going to order this. I'll send it all out to them. I'll have one for myself. It'll be this funny little joke. And I sold 200 fucking T-shirts. And then all of a sudden wow. my week was like, you have to ship 200 T-shirts. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like, crazy. It's, it takes forever to do that stuff. Oh, yeah. What? kind of stuff do you mainly work on like in your freelance business like what are the kind of clients and stuff that you're doing because i mostly only see your like personal art and stuff online right yeah i mean like it's as you probably know with like any of the freelance stuff it's kind of like you make it and then you get to actually show people like often like a full year later or something when you don't like like it anymore (laughs) yeah which really like which like you know kills you or i who are like impulsive and need to like put stuff out yeah yeah like the minute it's finished but it's kind of a, a, a wide spectrum. Like it, it all ends up just being sort of like branding, illustration, logo, okay. graphic design type of stuff. A lot of people hit me up for like merch. So they'll want like a t-shirt made or a tote bag or, or something mm. for like a line of that kind of stuff. Um, sometimes it's for like a logo. Sometimes it's for like more of a full brand package. One of the last, I guess, two two last things I wanted to ask you. One, I remember... Um, so this kind of goes hand in hand with like putting yourself out there and like content and stuff. I remember at one point, maybe six months ago or something, you were like in like some little like drama and getting some kind of like backlash from whatever, like some kind of political opinions and stuff online. And how like, does that, how does that like affect you? And are you able to kind of remove yourself from that without getting too like upset or anything like that? Yeah. I, Honestly, I don't think it really like affects me on any like deep or personal level with that type mm-hmm. of thing. Like, like, it, I, like the thing you're talking about was like last winter, there was like a huge like trucker convoy. Okay. In yeah. Ottawa, that's what where I'm from. And there were a bunch of like, uh, free bunch of, yeah, a bunch of real freedom heroes, like taking yeah. over the city and like, you know, assaulting people and like literally going into like, um, you know, homeless shelters and like demanding that they be given food from like homeless people. It was like, a, it was a whole mess and it was happening mm-hmm. in my whole town. And I got like, I think that's the thing with like how I treat the boring friends account too, is like, I'll just kind of say what's like on my mind. Like, yeah, like I'm not really going to sort of pull stuff back because like I, 
I'm worried that people will like know where I stand politically or sure. whatever. like I know where I stand politically. I'm like comfortable in my opinions on those types of things. So when I saw that stuff, I was like pretty fired up. Like I have like real life friends who still live there and felt like unsafe leaving their homes because a bunch of lunatics were like roaming the streets. So, you know, posted about it a bunch, uh, was uh probably not saying some very nice things about some people who i had strong opinions about and so you know i got some of that back in the form of like mean dms or yeah but like honestly like i don't think there was anything people could have like sent to me defending that type of thing and lashing out against me where i'd be like oh like maybe they're maybe they're right like maybe i am an asshole or like not even like that they think i'm an asshole but like you know that like it's like people who were offended by that would like make fun of my art or like whatever. I'm like, right. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I know that that's not what we're arguing about. So like, who gives a shit? Um, yeah. I would be way more hurt by someone who just, um, you know, someone who likes art and like follows people online and like posted on my thing being like, no, oh, this is actually a little bit derivative or like, this is like, <laughs> you know, your line yeah. work here is a little sloppy. I'd be like, that would like, outside right. for a day or whatever but like but with those people and those types of things it's like i know where i stand on this stuff uh okay. i feel pretty secure in those beliefs so if uh if they lash out and like try and like harass me via dm or whatever like honestly most of it's pretty funny like sometimes yeah. you get impressed with the number of typos someone can fit into just like 140 characters or whatever it's <laughs> like you know you, you gotta like take the piss out of people sometimes right and i i Cause like I've the double-edged sword to like, the more I expose myself online, the more, um, opportunity I, uh, provide for like criticism or whatever. And especially when you try to like, just sometimes I'm not even thinking it's like controversial. And I guess what I like said is within this niche, like little design thing or whatever. And, uh, I always try to question though, like the source whenever I get, um, criticized. Cause it's like, you know, someone I respect saying like, yeah, like you said, maybe saying like this ain't it or whatever. And I, I'd be a little more let down. But when it's like some guy that doesn't even have anything on their own account for them to be vulnerable and they're saying shit and they have no picture and no posts, it's like, well, then this doesn't really matter because I don't even know what it is or anything, you know? Totally. And like all that being said, too, it's like I don't want to make it sound like, you know, I just go on the internet and like say stuff to get people riled right, up. And right. I'm like, I like plug in my ears and being like, I don't care about your opinion. And I'm just trying to be like subversive or get a rise out mm -hmm. of people or whatever. Like I'm also very like, very in tune with, you know, if someone brings up being like, Hey, I don't know about like this or like, like maybe let's talk more about, you know, this opinion on that. Or like, have you thought about this way or whatever? Like, you know, I'm open to learning new things and to talking to people. And when it yeah. is people who are, you know, say like on the, essentially the same side as me in a certain like uh whatever political spectrum or conversation or whatever being like hey just a heads up like this was a little like like off key or like whatever mm. like you know I, I i take those things to heart and i think about them and whatever it's more just like literal internet harassment from a bunch of lunatics you know yeah terrorizing people in my hometown don't really give a shit i don't know if i'll ever give a shit <laughs> yeah yeah that's like that's like what I was getting at. It's real important to like really, you know, figure out what the like intention is and stuff. Cause like some people are just genuinely like trying to upset you and other people are maybe offering a quality opinion and it just maybe like delivered in the, um, not the nicest way or whatever. But, uh, on a more positive note, I wanted to ask you lastly about 
what's up with this like office hours thing you've been doing and how has that been and what are kind of some of your experiences with that it's been great like um i'm trying to think of like exactly the the like how behind how it started but uh, i started it last winter just sort of like dead of like i think like january or february during like our second covid winter where like everyone's just kind of like closed up indoors and (laughs) fucking bummed out and like i don't know i probably ran out of like sci-fi to read or video games right. to play or COVID like whatever. The sequel. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I live on my own in this place. So it's like, I didn't get to like see people all that often either. And I knew like, I couldn't also be the only one who just would love to shoot the shit with like whoever. Um, and like, you know, I, I get enough messages now, um, you know, into my, my Instagram, like message box of just people either like asking for a certain bit of advice or like direction or how I did whatever, and it, it can be really tough to like get back to everyone. Like I, I literally can't, but, um, but I just figured, you know, if I open it up to just have a chat with people and keep them pretty short, yeah. then like, you know, trying to like, uh, do it all with a bit of an asterisk being like, uh, I have no idea whether I'll be able to give you good advice. Like, so what comes with me saying, literally ask me about anything is that like, sometimes I'm going to have no clue or sometimes I'll just be winging it or whatever, but really just trying to open it up as a, like, you know, I've opened up six or eight slots on whatever day, first come, mm. first serve, and then just sit down and like have a chat with people. I would say like 90% of them are, you know, graphic design related, illustration related, whatever, um, creative okay. industry related. A lot of people who are like, you know, soon to be fresh out of school and they want to know what to do next. Mm. Or like they want to quit their job and go freelance. So what happens next? They're like, you know, so I'm always down to have a quick 15 and talk about whatever is like most pressing on their mind. And it's like some people literally just want to like have a chat or like just, mm. just be like, Hey, what's up? It's cool to talk something along those lines, which like also great. Like I, I leave it open to all those types of things, but it's been cool. Like, like I would say not a single bad experience with anyone I've, I've spoken to. Like everyone's there, um, for the right reasons. Everyone's like very appreciative to just like have some time to chat with someone. Um, yeah, like I think I was worried when I started it cause I'll, I'll carve out like, how long do I do at a time? Like two or three hours out of an afternoon to put one of these together and I'll do like 15 minute time slots with like a couple minutes in between. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I was worried that it would be like, you know, that's, that's a lot of talking for like two or three hours. Then it's like, you know, that's, that's a lot of energy to like output into something, Mm -hmm. especially when I have other things to do. But like, I think I kind of found that it's like, I I think like I get as much out of it as I put into it. Like it it can be hard to like actually make time for it when I have other other stuff going on, but like, I don't finish it being like, Oh man, like I I'm like toast. I can't do anything for the rest of the day. Like a, a lot of it, like, I don't know. I think, I think it just taps into the idea that it just feels good to like, talk to other people and to to shoot the shit and ultimately feels good. Like if someone has a question that they've been like desperately searching for the answer to, and you happen to have that answer for them, like it feels good to, to be the guy to like provide that answer for them as well. So yeah, like I I love doing them. Like I I squeeze them in when I can. I I was going through a minute where I was doing them every like week or two weeks, which is cool. But uh, like, I've just been way too busy to even possibly do that lately. So usually if I just have a week where I can picture an afternoon, actually working for me uh to to book people in then i'll do it but it's like it's been great it's like it's it's just cool to chat with people and uh i don't uh 
have no regrets about starting it up. Oh, yeah. It's good that it's like equally, you know, restorative as you're expending the energy. Because I I feel the same way about this. Like I haven't necessarily had any like bad calls with people doing this, but so like I feel good and like I like the connection and stuff. But then there is a part of me where I'm like, talking like this exhausts me more than like a whole work day. It seems like sometimes like, I mean, it's still a a lot of talking and it's still like, it's not the type of conversation where you can just sort of like phase in and phase out and be distracted. Like you're not just getting a beer with a friend or whatever. You know, you have to be engaged and you have to have stuff to talk about. And like, you know, you're doing it under the the understanding that people are going to listen to, to what you say. So you have to at least Mm -hmm. be, be on, you know, that, that takes a certain degree of energy. And then on right. the other end of it too, you still got to like splice everything together and, and put it out there on the internet. Right. Yeah. There's like, um, there's like me, which is probably at the lowest energy as like a normal person. And then like the podcast of me is somewhere in the middle. Cause I don't want it to be, I can't be overly on for like this long. And then the video stuff is like the most on I can possibly be, which is still like nothing <laughs> compared to how other people are able to like turn right. it on and like yell into the mic Man, or whatever. Yeah. I like, despite having, you know, in the last year and whatever started to do any of the, you know, the video stuff and the talking to the camera stuff, like, I don't think I have it in me to do the like step outside of my personality and be this like mm-hmm. really, I mean, I think I'm an enthusiastic person in general, but I don't think I have like the, the zaniness that comes with like being a certain type of like, you know, social media influencer right. or YouTube star or whatever, like, uh, you know, I can be more, a little more alive, a little more like chatty, but, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think my voice is going to like start jumping all over the place and like, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't think I can. Yeah. I feel that. Well, shit. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, to end this, like, thank you again for coming on and it was great to finally meet you and sit down and chat and everything, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. This has been great. I've been, uh, you know, following the the YouTube and the podcast for a minute. So it's been cool to, to come and see you in the virtual flesh. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And if you want to check out more of Ben's stuff, you can go online on TikTok and Instagram and his website, Boring Friends. And we'll see you next time. Peace out, everybody. See you guys.